Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening. You are listening to Radio Islam, and I'm your host, Tariq El Amin. If you are new to Radio Islam, we welcome you. We're a live call in talk radio program airing every night from 6 to 7 p.m. on WCEB 1450 a.m. And we are streaming live at www.wcev1450.com. Radio Islam family, if you have not already done so, make sure that you are following and keeping up with us on social media by following and liking our pages at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where you will find us at Radio Islam USA. That is at Radio Islam USA. And lastly, if you have a comment or a question, any point that you just want to interject in tonight's conversation, feel free to do so by giving us a call at 312-750-1178. That is 312-750-1178. All right, Radio Islam family, I'm going to give it to you one more time. Assalamu alaikum. I'm sitting on my on my uh, exercise ball uh, tonight. Uh, no one really cares about that, but I just felt I have to share these things with you because because we're family, so I'm going to share these things with you. Uh, and, and we've got a few other things. Well, first, before we even get into uh, letting you know who was in the studio with us tonight, I have to first apologize for those of you who sat through, um, who sat through uh, the news brief. Uh, my brother Ibrahim Bake gave uh, the news and you might have heard a bunch of chatter in the background. That was me. That was me. And uh, it was because I saw my brother, uh, Jihad, uh, Gerald. I've already given you uh, our guest for tonight. So um, Gerald Jihad Hankerson, he is the outreach coordinator for CARE. That is the Council on American Islamic Relations, uh, CARE Chicago to be exact. They are a national organization with branches across the country. Uh, Care Chicago being my favorite uh, for many reasons. Uh, and we also have with us in studio, uh, I told him he's here, so so he's on the show, my brother uh, Wakas Faruqi. Yes, and uh, he is actually from the Netherlands. He is he is visiting, and um, he's going to go back to the Netherlands and just and just take over after seeing everything that uh, Care Chicago is doing. So he's interning with Care Chicago. Uh, assalamu alaikum, my brother Gerald and Wakas. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa Alhamdulillah, how are you, Ak? I'm good, alhamdulillah. <laughs> I, I got to share now, apology, it's not all you. We were just so enthusiastic to see one another, so yeah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. So, it's yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Now, many of you recognize that voice because Gerald was a host here at Radio Islam for... Uh, for quite some time. Yeah, uh, subhanAllah, I was just uh, on my LinkedIn, and I'm like, man, it was nine months? Really? <laughs> that was uh, that was a stretch and a duration, man. But yes, yeah, it feels good to be back in the uh, studio and got the headphones on, mm-hmm. hearing how weird my voice sounds. But hey, <laughs> I'll take it all in stride, alhamdulillah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's great to have you have you in, have both of you in. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having us. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And there's a lot. So we're just going to be just, we're yeah. going to be bouncing around. Right? That's totally fine. So one of the things, uh, seeing as that you are, uh, you are with CARE, one of the preeminent um, uh, civil rights um, organizations, advocacy organizations uh, that not only uh, assist Muslims, but um, just anybody who has been, who, uh, whose rights have been infringed upon. Right. Uh, I have to 
throw this out because so much of of, of what I'm about to mention is rooted in a past that is uh, really representative of the worst of, um, of of human just just the human expression, human experience. What I'm talking about, I'm thinking about the bombings uh, in uh, the, the church bombing in particular mm. uh, in Alabama. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and yeah. and mm. I'm I'm thinking about a time when. We were really worried about that type of expression of, of racial uh, racial hatred and animus mm. uh, coming to the uh, to the forefront, and now in the news recently, mm. we have uh, pipe bombings, yeah. right? Yeah, Be- being dropped off, uh, and this is in in, in Texas, mm. right? Yeah. Okay. So, well, first, does Care have a chapter in Texas? Uh, yes, actually, I want to say two, if not three, offices. Um, Dallas, Fort Worth, and um, and Houston. Dallas, Fort Worth, of course, uh, sharing one office. And I want to say Austin. Austin, I think, is the newest office, mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, but they operate as as one chapter. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I bring it up just because um, we thought that we might be past some of those types of expressions. <sighs> yeah. But uh, whether they racially motivated, uh, religiously motivated, whatever the reason being, uh, it, it's still it's just a it's just not a good look. It's not a good look. It no. just it's regression. Yeah. What, what, what do you what are you thinking when you when you see these things? Um. So uh, you know, I just actually had this conversation recently um, last week, and Wakas was with me on one of these days. Um, we were at the Paul College Prep High School, which is formerly Gordon Tech for the locals, and um, that that was one of the questions uh, that was also kind of asked just to. Uh, really drive in because we were talking about you know the state of, of Muslims here in the United States and really to like really drill the fact like the the concerns and, and, and worries of our community is, is is not exaggerated it's not imagined or made up um, and, and some of those things that is always amazing to me I've been with care uh, for about ten and a half years now and there's certain things that you see over over again but it's still a head shaker because you would think you know this is the year fill in the blank and we're still having these narratives these these nightmares recurring and and just as you said here we are you know about 50 years removed from um you know that that tragic day in birmingham with the uh, 16th street uh baptist church and those four girls killed mm-hmm. and you know all the different stories throughout you know since that you know never again and you know, we still have this happening. I think, uh, with with regard to this newer situation, it's it's a bit funny because you know we we, we still have this now going into the seventeenth uh, year since nine eleven attacks. Uh, it's not as pronounced as it used to be, uh, surprisingly so. Um, the expectation that the Muslim community should come forth and be um, in. I don't even think they really use the word partnership, but we'll just say that word for the lack of of a better term uh, with law enforcement to make sure we can spot, you know, the radicals, the extremists or, you know, the long wolves, what have you. And yet the protections that are necessary for our institutions to stay vital so they can be those quote unquote partners. So they can be more on point and making sure that we don't have these long wolves and, we could be more engaged with our neighbors and such. Um, so I don't know. It, it's it's a bit, it's a, it's it's a bit otherworldly to me 
because we're still in other arenas, you know, really touting how we're the best country when it comes to civil rights or when it comes to uh, some of the most sick imaginations possible to unleash on communities that we don't deem to be American, whatever that <laughs> defines uh, in their membranes. Yeah, that that's really unsettling to me. And in places like Texas is unique, right? Because we, we're starting to see this change, right, of more people that are not supposedly Americans, you know, really taking root. And, and you start to see them to mobilize and, and to really understand how they got to be their own advocates, how they're understanding that it's not just us, right? It's other communities uh, that are in the same, you know, sick pool of, of hatred and racism and other types of isms, right? Mm-hmm. So Texas... You know, a lot of spotlight is on that state for obvious reasons. It's the second most populous state. Um, it shares the border with Mexico, so we got that wall business uh, that's coming out of Trump and some other uh, conservatives' mouths. But there's things that have been taking shape for some time, and maybe that's a sign in a in a very twisted, silver lining way that people are, are seeing the change. Mm-hmm. And, and so maybe this is a fear tactic. Maybe this is, you know, a rudimentary one-on-one style you know let's let's go with you know damaging property you know scaring the heck out of people to let them know like we mean business like get out or whatever and one of those people died oh wow um if, if i'm not mistaken yeah um uh, that was one of the reports that i heard <sighs> yeah uh, well cost let me ask you uh coming from the netherlands which has a dramatically lower uh instance uh instance instances excuse me of violent crimes um how how are these anti other uh sentiments being expressed there so you mean uh instance of xenophobia and islamophobia exactly exactly well the the we have some uh politicians that uh that make make have made a lot of islamic islamophobic statements and uh there are currently local elections going on, and that's something you you you'll see a lot. Uh, they they actually make promises such as closing mosques all over the country, uh, banning the Quran, and those kinds of crazy promises. Wow! And this was like last year in elections. Now there are local elections, so um, they 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 are like some local parties are make, making promises such as to to close mosques or to. Um, they're very anti-immigrant as well, and we we have seen less amounts of like violent crimes, but we have uh, there's we also have a lot of hate crimes. And the worst part is we don't have an organization organization like Care in the Netherlands. So the people that often face these crimes are often on their own. The police they they can file reports at the police, but they don't really have a lawyer that supports them. So they're kind of on their own to figure out what to do. Mm. And here you have care, which is I I would see as a luxury. So, uh, okay, thanks. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, all, all praise be to God that that we do have that resource. And mm. I know everything is is based on uh, is based on how we're situated. Yeah, you know, everything is relative. Right. right? Uh, I only mentioned the 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 violent crime uh, to say that it manifests itself in different ways mm. uh, in the Netherlands as opposed to. Uh, here, even though we have had instances of people uh, pushing to uh, 
uh, when masjids have come to communities to be built where they have gotten tied up in the um, uh, local municipalities, yeah. uh, you know, people protesting and objecting, you know, just so th- th- there is a similarity, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to go back to something that you mentioned, Daryl. And that is, it made me think about uh, as far as the Muslim response or expected mm. response sure, to, yeah. to terrorism, to ISIS and all, and all these other uh, different uh, groups that are under a microscope, right? Mm-hmm. There's a sister name, and I'm giving a shout out. So those of you that are on Instagram, matter of fact, she has a Facebook page as well. But I think it's uh, Nadira, Nadira uh, Angel. I think that's I've heard her name, but I can't say I know her. Yeah. Matter of fact, she was just honored at, uh, not honored, she was at the MWA, the Muslim Women's Alliance. Ah, uh, uh, maybe that's how uh, it's passing. Okay. Luncheon this okay. past Sunday. Nice. I'm but glad. this is a college uh, college age sister. Okay. And she, she, you know, she posts like one minute videos on, uh, on, uh, on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? But she she refers to herself as a satirist, right? But one of the things that she <laughs> nice. says, okay. which was just it just had me in stitches. She was like, "Look, we don't. You all may have this idea in your head, and I'm about to mess up a material." But she said, <laughs> "You all have this idea in your head that us and ISIS are going to cookouts together. Word, we're not, <laughs> right? We don't right. see each other. <laughs> we don't see each other other for Thanksgiving, right? We don't go to prayer together. Oh wow." Uh, and so we don't know them. We can't. We can't speak for them. Not at and all. And they certainly don't speak for us. Word. So yeah. this position of trying to continue to put us on the defense mm-hmm. to always have to apologize for what somebody else is doing, and then not to even give any context to the disruption that is taking place taking place mm. around the world. Word. Yeah. And 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 then our own. Um, our own contribution to that as, mm. as a as a government, yeah. right? Um, and to even talk about our foreign policy mm. without somebody trying to question your patriotism, yeah. I, I mean that in itself has become more of an exercise that I think that if it's not engaged in more frequently and more publicly, we will come to a point where where there will be where those who have objections or, or honest or questions that will help to keep democracy. Uh, communication and transparency, you know, at the forefront, those people will be gone. That argument, those voices will be gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to, to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about the voice of, of care? Um, how, how, is, how is care pushing, um, how is care pushing back against the narratives that are being uh, um, projected mm. out into the uh Sure. Uh, you know, uh, when you were just saying that, the one thing that came to mind, I must admit, it, it's been so long uh, since I've heard uh, explain this. Um, are you connected with so-and-so? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because our organization has done a good job um, going way back when it was still very commonplace to apologize and write whatever statements and and, and 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 the reason being is because we start calling people out for what it is. Yes. You know, you don't as you, as you rightly said, without giving the context of, of many of things, not just of course Islamophobia, but any any um ill written policy and effects that this country unfortunately is guilty of, yet yeah, there's there's 
there's there's no acknowledgement proper or um even any acknowledgement of um that that something's wrong i was just um reading something today uh, a conversation actually about how when um president uh george w bush uh went so far um to uh was it uh somewhere in africa to acknowledge the horrific um um uh, atrocities of of the Atlantic slave trade, but stop short of apologizing. Sure, right. So something even as 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 you could speak it, but what was within your heart and how that really translates into you know actual engagement, actual inclusive uh, uh, ways of bringing people in and to right whatever is the current status quo, whatever is laws, what is um, other measures and things of the sort. So. Uh, for us, we we we've stopped that a long time ago of always seeking into apologies, and particularly the local office here in Chicago. Oh, we were very, very stubborn, in making it known like you know that we have to apologize for what right. you know. And it, it seems like people were very quick to throw back, you know. Oh, but you know, it wasn't Christians who you know killed three thousand people on nine eleven. Okay, so I mean, if you want to play the tit for tat, I mean, which is not necessarily conducive, but I mean, let's be real. We we have constant stats and, and data that point to how not only the Muslim community compared to other uh, atrocities like, you know, these uh, suicide, homicide, school shootings, for instance, right. are, are, are more commonplace than terrorist attacks from one or a group of Muslims, but more so how Muslims are contributing to the society. You know, the, the idea that... Um, we have some six degree or some other smaller degree of separation for the likes of ISIS, for instance. That's that is really really laughable. But all I can think of is this: uh, what has been working, uh, although you know you can very much debate like the the gradualness of of, of the effectiveness of intercultural interfaith engagement, of uh, civic engagement, of uh, more people doing things of service or you know have breaking bread together whatever the case may be um there's other people that that do not you know follow islam that have been more vocal and, and taking more stock of how they contribute you know uh to the the, the, the discrimination and what have you uh in real brief you know right after um the election of of, of trump you know, I was one of those individuals. I was just over it, man. I, I'm serious. Like, I'm, I was someone. I've, I've been in journalism since I was in middle school, so I follow the news day in and day out. And I was just like livid, and I literally like shut down. And uh, our office wanted to do a teaching, just bring people in. I'm like, man, I'm not ready for that, but okay, I'll be the team player. And the night of, man, we had our our gallery space, which is our multi-purpose room usually hold 60 people sitting down we had over 100 people there and it was so many individuals who would identify as republican as a suburbanite um as someone who never met a muslim and someone that had very much their their doubts but they were able to come and speak those truths and and also really admit like that's why i'm here i want to like stop thinking one way or i don't want the prospects of what has been spewing from Trump's mouth to, you know, become the reality. 
And and so I think in that way, organizations like Care Chicago and individuals like yourself, me, Wakaz over in the Netherlands, you know, we've been able to, you know, just just through our character, just through, you know, uh, sound reason and logic, you know, call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, that, in my opinion, you don't hear that as much, even though that's still within people's mindsets that, you know, we – uh, somehow, some way, or more so, our dean Islam, it it caters to us to have this um, inequality of violence toward people who are not Muslim, and it's just not right. Absolutely not. Uh, Wakas, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Not really. Like um, we, uh, um, since the the elections in the U.S. weren't um, like the the Dutch weren't that much uh, following it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember a lot of people were surprised when Trump, Trump got elected, and some were very shocked. And but some, like I honestly kind of expected it because uh, a lot of people noticed that Hillary was Hillary Clinton was really disliked by many. Mm-hmm. So then people kind of go for the extreme option, which is Trump. Yeah. So it, no big surprise for you. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> made sense. All right. Uh, Radio Islam family, we have former Radio Islam host, uh, current outreach coordinator for CARE Chicago uh, in studio, along with our brother Wakas, uh, who has traveled all the way from the, uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, and how long are you here? I'm here to June. To June. Okay. Well, inshallah, we'll get to connect um, before you before you leave again. Inshallah. Um, but uh, if you have a comment or question that you would like to pose, feel free to give us a call at 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. But guess what? You're going to have to wait until we come back because we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Radio Islam. have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it off later. It's not my music. It's just one phone charger. So um, we don't have those Energy Star appliances. So that old window leaks. How much energy and money could the new ones really save? Maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources we can. Because a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later. And you just never know what people will need in the future. My name is Sarah, and I'm going to get started today. We can all help save more energy for tomorrow. What's your excuse? For more energy-saving tips that also save money, visit loseyourexcuse.gov slash parents. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy, the Ad Council, and the station. Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We got extra food and we've got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. 
Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome back. This is Radio Islam, and I'm your host, Tariq Alameen. In studio, we have with us Gerald Jahad Hankerson, Outreach Coordinator for Care Chicago, and his brother that I've just met for the first time, but just seems to have a really beautiful spirit, uh, Brother Wakas, uh, interning with Care Chicago from the Netherlands. And, uh, well, I'm going to give you the number now because I know we're about to get to talking and I may not give it to you again, so I'm going to give it to you right now. Uh, 312-750-1178, 312-750-1178. And you can always tweet us because our tweet, uh, our Twitter page, it'll be up in just a second, but tweet us at Radio Slime USA. Make sure that you're following and liking us on all social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, as I said at Radio Slime USA and the last thing before we get into our discussion last thing all of our episodes can be found wherever you get your podcast SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play TuneIn, you will find us at Radio Islam USA and remember, sharing is caring okay, so if you if you like it share it, alright, that's what we do that's what we do Radio Islam family okay, so we, we, we're back at it, Yes, we're sir. back at it um so just in, in terms of uh, p- politics, and I can't think, well, just politics, uh, uh, xenophobia, uh, nationalism, uh, just we can start throwing out just a whole litany of, 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 of topics. Yeah. Uh, and I think we could easily find our way to Black Panther because yes, that's sir. where we want to go. <laughs> oh, man, you know I've been gunning for this one. But let's get at so, it. He's waited yes, his whole sir. life for this right. moment. Woo-hoo, so, yeah. I'm still stuck at four times. I haven't seen it past four, so I'm, I'm going to see it one oh, more time man. in the theater. Come on, man. I wanted to do four. I'm still at two. Yeah, yeah. I'm I want to take I'm nephews and dads. And, yeah, uh, you, but, you, but you saw it. Yeah, you I saw, saw it. At this point, we're having straight no holes barred conversations, right? Because we've had <laughs> two conversations, uh, Ibrahim, at least two, at least two conversations, right? Nice. And we tried not to do spoilers and all that. But at this point, yeah, you should have saw it by now. Yeah, Come on, people. It, yeah, yes. Yeah, respect yourself. Respect yourself. <laughs> okay. I heard all that. Man. <laughs> so, uh, one of the biggest arguments uh, that that I have listened to or been involved in is who was the actual hero wow in, huh. in this movie wow. right it's it's a fictional setting mm-hmm. obviously right it's in the marvel universe uh but of course as the the african uh diaspora in particular has been drawn to this movie as a as a reimagination sure right? yeah. what could have been possible uh, just so many different uh, the feelings that came up out of this, right? Mm-hmm. There was there were people saying that uh, there were audiences that saw it, they, they were they were literally in tears. Oh yeah, right. I just just imagine. seeing this accomplishment. Now, 
we're not gonna talk about the the cynics who say, "Look, it's just a movie, right?" We, we're not talking to them. It's right more now. than a movie. We're man. not talking to them. No. <laughs> right, but but let's just go back to that 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 first question I just put out. Ooh. Who do you think is a hero? My thinking on that has changed a bit. I'm gonna let you go first. See, this is why I love Alhamdulillah talking with Imam Tariq <laughs> because I, I I I didn't even take that into consideration. There's been much about uh you know in, in, in terms of who's who's the real villain and that that I'm sure that's probably uh, a follow up question. Okay, okay. But um let me really think about that, man. <laughs> you 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 know what you can shelve you, you can shelve that for a minute. Okay. If there's another observation okay. that that's just like really on your heart that you want to just put out right now cuz it's all subjective. It, you know. It is. Yeah, sure, right. That's yeah. what art's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you think. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm I've I've pretty much been enthralled. I mean, just about every day I would look up what's the latest news. I just posted I think at least two articles about it. I was very thrilled when it crossed a one billion global um one billion dollars, y'all, with a yep. B. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> there was um a lot of articles, of course, about the significance and what it means to, and I'm glad that you really stressed the, the African diaspora around the world, so not just here in, in the United States. But um, I think one of the things that, that's really impressive upon me now that, that I'm really vibing with is is the idea that what it, what it does for the children. And and the only, there's several movies I could think of when I was young. There was Serafina in 1992. Uh, I think I wish someone would brought that up because that was yeah. that was telling to see what led up to the point where Mandela could, was able to get released and and set the country in motion what it is now. Um, Michael Mex, of course, that's actually why I became Muslim um, in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, and then more other recent movies. You had Twelve Years a Slave and you know Django to a certain extent, and that had its critiques. You know, I'm 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 here for it, but. Uh, <laughs> But but with this one is is something totally brand new because we're talking about superheroes, yeah. you know, being actualized and what it means for, like you said, is a fictionalized place that is Wakanda. But what we know to be within our ethos and within our epistemology of self, mm-hmm. that 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 was echoed throughout the film. And I think what I was thinking about in terms of the villain, I my main my biggest debate has been on Killmonger. Yeah. The, the character played by Michael B. Jordan, who did a fantastic job, automatically happy they're talking about Oscar buzz for him, right, rightly deserved. Um, but yeah, I'm going back and forth in terms of whether you know he's a true villain, or I guess maybe some would even argue he's a hero because he put it on the consciousness of T'Challa, played by uh, Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. uh, the Black Panther, to really think like what it means to have this blessing, this gift. Um, only being so isolated because in some cases, right, that argument could be made about many of the so-called, um, you know, superpowers of the world. Um, but to put that consciousness on 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 the Wakandan king to to make it like, you know, that 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 is 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 something more that you could be doing. And now, you know, at the end of the movie, it shows him at the UN and all those different things. I'm still torn at the fact, like, because the one thing that struck me in his line is, like, he he killed his own people to get to that point for him to seek his revenge and and to take the reins of of being the monarch there. Sure. That, that for me, I think, 
was a bit jarring. Also, the juxtaposition of the lone African-American character, even though we could talk about that, and that's another show maybe even, um, is the one that's really rife with, you know, the most sort of vile incidents that 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 he afflicted you know he killed several people uh destroyed uh or started to do the destruction of the the flower that makes him the black panther so all, all those different things um so i don't know i don't know that, that that's that's a deep question still I okay gotta get that a little bit more thought all right what cost my thoughts yeah yeah go right here <laughs> i think it's really refreshing to see a movie that has so many uh um positive uh, so many actors that are of color mm-hmm. it's really beautiful especially um, if you if you look at um, like the history of Hollywood and uh, and the position of black actors mm-hmm. it's uh, refreshing to see that but I think it's the movie itself is kind of overhyped like oh, people take it <laughs> like it's it's a movie it's fiction like sure, um, sure. like I enjoyed it I watched it and uh, I definitely gonna watch it again a few times Mm-hmm. But we should like move on, and uh, we have st- we still have a long way to go. This is one movie, yeah. and I hope many others will be made with a lot of uh, uh, people from different minority groups. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is one movie, but we have a long way to go. So let's not get too overhyped. And mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I, I respect that, and I'm not one who. Uh, because I enjoy something or I see value in it that I cannot at the same time be objective and look at the flaws, right? I think, you know, we have to have some balance in that. So, um, but I'm still going to see the fifth time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, inshallah. Records, inshallah. (laughs) But but the the thing that that comes to mind for me is that movies are, they're allowed to be made, uh, especially on that level. Yeah. They're allowed to be made because there is a particular direction uh, that that society uh, is, is being pushed. And as much as uh, the African diaspora appreciated seeing all these beautiful people of color, mm-hmm. right, all these beautiful faces on screen, there are some subtleties mm-hmm. that 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 are to be examined. And that's why I, I go back, I look, I'm looking for the subtleties. So one of yeah. the subtleties is, um, when you take a statement just off of con without context, then your judgment it's difficult to make a a, a, a real uh, informed judgment. So, like the, the statement that Killmonger made that I kill people, uh, some of my own brothers and sisters on right. every continent, right? Right. Now, here's the thing: there was no context given to that statement. Fair enough. Okay. okay? There's no context, uh, but it rests with the the viewer. To have a an, an already established value of life, to think, mm. man, you taken you took lives, right? But our militaries, not just our military, but militaries around mm. the world, yeah. engage. They, they take life every day. Our police forces around the world, not just here, you know, United States, they they take lives, mm. right? Um, so there's no context given to it, but it's a moral, uh, it, it's a moral resonance mm-hmm. that that comes about with that. The second thing is, even within the Marvel, the Marvel universe, there is something for that that uh, defines each hero, and that has always been the Peter Parker line, right? Uh, with great power comes what? Responsibility. Great responsibility. Uh, yeah. So T'Challa or the Black Panther, Wakanda as a nation, it went counter to that. Mm. 
It went counter to that. It had great power, but it exercised no external responsibility for oppression that existed uh-huh. outside of itself. Word, okay. Right? I agree. So that in itself, that in, in and of itself, it almost says that you can, you how how could you be a hero? Because mm. Spider-Man is, is swinging all around in other people's <laughs> neighborhoods. Uh, Batman yeah. is running around using his billions to come up with all types of inventive ways to fight crime. Mm. Right? Every hero has always, uh, they've always combated the, the enemy, quote unquote, on their turf. Right? Using their means. And risk something, right? And, and they risk something. But it was not, it was not a dialogue. Uh. It was, okay, you're out here robbing people. Even with Batman, who who restrained himself to a degree, or all of them, because none of them ever just went out and killed people, right? Mm. But they they did. They jacked some people up. They put people in the hospital, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they don't want to give that. They don't want to encourage vigilanteism. Mm. But there was a definite stance that they took. So Killmonger, take away two scenes, take away, or or give some context that wasn't given to that statement. I've killed, mm. right? As a soldier, we wouldn't look at our uh, at some of our elite fighting units, our um, SEALs, mm. right? Our uh, Delta Force, our, our Air. Um, uh, what I can't think of what they are. Army, Army. What's their? Um, Rangers. Yeah, Rangers. Rangers our okay. Rangers, yeah. or any specialized unit, mm. right? Who would have to do these things, which he was, right? We wouldn't look at them and make a moral judgment per se. So he was the only one who was had the mindset of I am going to fight in the same way that every other hero has fought. Nobody else opened up a dialogue. Mm. Right? T'Challa at the end, he's at he's at the UN. Right. We're yeah. gonna help y'all. We're gonna share what we have with you all. Mm-hmm. So so it was it was a total departure. Uh but that's and I'm gonna close this up here and, and, and get you all thoughts. But that is to me why that's a, it's important. A movie like that, with all of the, the wonderful uh, accomplishments of it, embedded in it is also a, a message to sit still um, and, and to not engage. Your engagement is, is only one. It's not one that's really going to free you. Hmm. It's, it's, it's trying to win people over. Yeah. So... He had one heck of a way to win people over, I tell you. But, I mean, he did it in the end. I mean, because ultimately. Yeah, uh, well, Killmonger, again. Um, I mean, because, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause, I mean dude, you just put something in my mind. You know, yeah, that's a good point. I think maybe uh, prior to seeing the movie, what Cox revealed that some of his friends already saw it. They really <laughs> think it was all that. So I'm going to put that on blast right now. <laughs> um, and even though you said, you know, don't get into the hype, you're already talking about possibly seeing it multiple times. So good for you. But, um, yeah, without having that context, right, I think a lot of it, particularly probably from people of color, particularly people of uh, the African diaspora, you know, there was a lot of inference that I had to make. So just in that example you gave, right? Yeah. He knew that somebody killed his father. Right. And, and so that that was really the, the fuel of, 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 of all that he went through. And then to know that he came from Oakland, which has its own story resonance yes. within the black diaspora story, right? We're talking about the Black Panthers, ironically enough, yes. right? We're talking about the same director who 
did a phenomenal job with Fruitvale Station to tell Oscar Grant's story. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have this backdrop for this brother to think that ultimately he, uh, what's how do they say it? You know, if you mean if you're trying to make a greater good, but you commit some sins along the way, then it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's debatable, of course, but ultimately that's what it was because he was talking about making sure that everybody's on point to take out you know the supremacists and the right. other you know powers that you know have has caused the fact that he probably lived in the hood and he grew up without a father and all these other things that that manifested so i i do find that you know that there's something and i think the reason why there is so much hype because and we we have all these different movies so yeah uh-huh. you're right this won't be the last black panther movie let alone uh, some other phenomenal movie may come along that really gets us talking and things of that sort. But there, there's something to the imagination of if you go back those 400 plus years, if Africa was left alone, or at minimum, if the, we, we, the continent and the people therein were, were seen on the same level as the European powers that ultimately came in mm-hmm. and just desecrated the continent, we would not be having this ah moment in, in seeing what could possibly be. And then maybe the closest I just got through reading um, a piece from Jelani Cobb in New Yorker about Black Panther and Africa in quotations because Africa has been defined in many different ways except by the Africans. people right, yeah, right? Quote unquote Africans. Yeah. yeah. And so the closest that we probably had to Wakanda that Jelani Cobb points out is Ethiopia. Ethiopia is the one yes. country you know that did not get colonized yes and, and what what does what did that mean for people in the 20s and the 30s and 40s you know seeing to like hold on Ethiopia we got you and they scraping by to make sure that that country stays intact there's a reason why you know we we, 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 we hear Ethiopia being sung and reggae and things like that because there was something really powerful in understanding like what that they were still they were still plundered though yeah they were still plundered no doubt so the, yeah don't want to yeah. get by twisted Italy but but you know, in, yeah. in that in that in that example is is the fact that all our bodies have been subjugated in one way or another, mm-hmm. and we have you know all these other um, lessons or, or reinforcements of how we could do better. Like we live in a land of opportunity. You know, we we only work by merit. If you do a good job, then you do this and do that. And blacks have done that. Other peoples have done that, but still have not been realize it so we got to come with a multi-billion dollar budget movie to be able to, to see for a little kid to be inspired and 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 do the wakandan you know salute you know <laughs> that 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 speaks volumes in terms of of where you know we could take all our different contexts and all our different stories and 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 there is even for me to be taken aback by killmonger in that particular mm-hmm. dialogue he gave there was still where I understood him. There's still where I had empathy for him. And yeah. and the part of like any moment that I step out, you know, my house, you know, I gotta be on guard, but I also still gotta be hopeful. And I think, you know, the hype right about now is is that this is all still really possible despite the countless, you know, antidotes that saying that we shouldn't trust anything. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's here in the States or in Brazil or or Dominican Republic or somewhere you know in the Congo, it, it's still possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
actually. I agree with you. Um, it's it's a it's a movie that has inspired a lot of people, and I hope they keep on making more of these movies. What what this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, like you said, Malcolm X was a pivotal. It was it was an it was a milestone. It was a matter of fact, it was a touchstone for a lot of people's oh, lives. Yeah. Right, the they movie. Back, yeah, the yeah. movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, Denzel Washington looks absolutely nothing like like Malcolm X, but dang it, <laughs> the man doesn't look just like Malcolm X. Uh, you know, his his portrayal was. I mean, it was it was just probably the finest piece of acting. Um, and of course, there's a lot of sentimentality that that goes into that, mm. uh, you know. And and I recognize that, but there was action that came out of that. Uh, it was a movie that people saw, and it caused them a lot of people to want to want to find out if they did not know anything about Islam, they wanted to find out what mm. what is this. They wanted to find out about the history of um, of, of the nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. They wanted to find and and understanding. Uh, you know, as people go into, it, they they see that the history of Islam in America is is multi layered, right? The Nation of Islam is is one portion of that, yeah. um, albeit an extremely important part. Uh, but it pushed people to want to know. So, my question and my, my concern is, what will the movie mm. push people uh, not just to want to know, but but to do? Yeah. Um, because one of the, the biggest things that the movie also represented, it was it was like Black Wall Street, right on on steroids. <laughs> wow, <yeah. laughs> um, sure. Uh, but unlike Black Wall Street, this idea of Wakanda, they had a place that they could actually physically protect and control. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Wall Street didn't have that. We were talking in you know, Oklahoma, uh, in which thirty six blocks that were right. burned to the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and I don't know how many people lost their lives, but uh, it's supposed to be like three hundred estimated, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. but 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 the overall overall point is, what will the movie? What mm. will these stories? Mm-hmm. Right, because that's really all. That's that's what At it is. Day, yeah. It's a story, right? Now stories. We we listen to stories. Uh, we memorize them. Mm-hmm. They resonate with uh-huh. us because they. They instill a particular value in us. Right. So I'm going to close with this statement on this, and then uh, I'd love to hear your, your sure, thoughts. Sure. Um, what, whatever we watch, especially anything coming out of Hollywood, uh, you know, and I'm a I'm a big movie watcher, but I am watching not just for what they want me to see, but I'm mm. watching for what uh, for what they want to slip past, for what they exactly. want me to think. Yeah. Right. So I think. If you've seen the movie, go see it again. <laughs> go see it, see it again, and look for those. Look for the uh, the messages that actually suggest that you stand still, mm. right? As opposed to to move, because if the movie has any power, it's going to be in in moving us to 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 more uh, agency and more engagement, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and more advocacy for our not just ourselves. But for for humanity as a whole, yeah. That's that, and that's another layer of the, of the conversation. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna get into it tonight, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a part two. Um, wow, that's deep right there, and I don't use that that phrase often. Um, and the reason being because yeah, I'm I'm someone that studied uh, media effects, and and so 
um, I'm very in tune with that. So that's that's a great question to find out what's encouraging us to stand still. And I think that was one of the particular challenges that T'Challa has. I mean, yes. that's the legacy of why Wakanda is so successful. Um, but to 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 really think of what it means on on a broader scale for us, the viewers, uh, or at least people who have heard about it. Um, one of the things that that was really impressive, I think I had saw a clip right before I went. Uh, there was an event, well, at, at a cinema where they was about to play, and as these folks just came out, started playing the drums in full and beautiful African garb, and there was people dancing right alongside with it. And uh, my my boy that was he was like, man, is that real? Like, we we'll just come and do something like that because it's, it's you know you don't think of a performance right before you 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 watch you know the, the film. Um, and then after that, it was, it was it was it was shared that you know nationwide people were mobilizing to you know make this an event. And and one of the things that it touched on was you know how we uh, the concept of emoji, like people coming together and and sharing you know the talents, the goods. Uh, the insights, right? And so, surely, I'm sure you heard about this, uh, Brother Tarek, but the the idea, like, you don't do business within the community because they get attitudes, the price is too high, the quality is not as good, da-da-da-da. So that's always a constant fight. So that was one of the more immediate things that came from. But directly from the movie, I think, is just reimagining the promise that we have. You know, there's a reason why, for instance, why the Africans were ideal to be enslaved on the plantations here. We already had, for instance, the skill of agriculture and, and horticulture and botany and all those different things that yielded a great product. And I, I think there's so many things that, um, particularly now we're in the STEM era, right? So the fact that we saw Shuri uh, play by Letitia Wright um, as being uh, her character supposed to be 16 years old by mm-hmm. the way so that's to me really un- unreal but the fact that she's the one creating she's the chief creator of all this technology yeah. his suits all the way to the the simulating you know planes that she could craft for the archaic American you know CIA pilot you know that's amazing what we could tell our young girls like you know you can get into this and still be fly with your wardrobe right, right? Yeah. Yeah. or on the flip side you know just something on a very basic level about how you see women as as your equal and and how they could be you know uh upfront about you know what it's going to take for us to stay strong you know as a people you know so i i i think that those things were already in play but to something that's more concrete post film I, I think it would be very fascinating to see you know how the things that are already in motion so I know there's also a debate about the Obama presidential library you right. know both the good and the challenges that could bring but it's still something that creates that synergy of what it means to move forward to create opportunities for young people and for communities that have been isolated for so long or on the flip side you know, uh, what about, you know, when you see all these vacant lots, right? What could we do with, with those spaces that could very well be bringing together people so we can have, you know, a farmer's market or at, at minimum, you know, a safe space for people to come and, and just chill, yeah. you know? So it's, it's, it's a lot of promise, I think. And, and the fact that this particular two-hour-plus movie gave up just a taste of that mm-hmm. and, and, and let it be known that it's... Not only celebrated by people that look like us, but apparently 
the entire world because I'm I'm, uh-huh. I'm I'm saying you know they just came out with a study that said like we actually spend like 1.9 trillion dollars oh. as African Americans GDP 1.2. yeah 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 so mm-hmm. so there's something more beyond money that has to be examined and really played out and that I think is what we we just only tapping into the surface will will be revealed in time yeah inshallah inshallah, inshallah yeah. Any closing remarks before we... Uh... Something I'm wondering is... Go ahead. You, both of you made this uh, comparison between um, how inspirational the movie was from about Malcolm X and uh, the movie um, Black Panther. Sure. Isn't, isn't it uh, unjust to compare a, a fictional movie with a non-fictional movie? Because the story of Malcolm is real. And that's something that inspires me. But mm. this story of Wakanda, it's just fantasy. No, no not really. Not at all. Because yeah. even... Uh, even in telling a a non-fictional story, it is the uh, it, it's the spirit. It's what mm. the it's what mm-hmm. the story drives you um, to to consider possible. Uh, and the the one thing, and we got a minute and a half. The one thing <laughs> that um, that the account of Malcolm X that it that it gave so many people was a feeling of control over their own intellectual development. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a righteous message, being able to reform your own character. But the man was, for the for the most part, he was not formally educated. He was a person who I mean, read through so so many different um, books, but critically uh, was a critical thinker. He was a natural natural uh, litigator. He would have, he would have been a natural attorney, which is what he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't think it matters if it's if it's a true story or something that's made up, or if it's mythology. Right, because we know our world has been sh- been shaped in uh, in Seriously. great deal by mythology. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, manifest destiny. Thanks. Mythology. Okay. Ooh, All that's right. another topic. I, pr- <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, brothers, for being here. Thank you. Uh, Radio Slam family, we have come to the uh, to the close of another edition of Radio Slam. Uh, you can listen to this again wherever you get your podcast. Want to thank our engineer over at WCEV. Ramon, thank you very much, sir. We thank our engineer in studio, the impressive one, assistant producer Ibrahim Baig. I'm your host and producer Tariq Alamine. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. The views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and are to be taken as representative of Sound Vision Inc. We look forward to talking to you all tomorrow night, inshallah. So I'm going to leave you now as I greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.